Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. Woo, y'all, this is a good one. My friend Ohavia Phillips joins me on the episode. You can find her on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube with her Osho Live. And y'all are going to feel it in this one. Just come hang out with us for a minute. Can't wait. Yes. So first things first, Juliet, I love you. We are family. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, shout out to Sun Counseling and Wellness. Doing all the good things. Trying. And you to like all of my favorite people. So we're family. Mm. Um, but hello, beautiful people. I am Ohavia Phillips. I am a daughter. I am a lover of people. I'm a lover of good influence platforms with purpose. Um, I'm a lover of social justice and the oppressed overcoming. And I believe in doing good work to make sure that everybody gets their piece of whatever it is, their piece of peace. Oh, catch that. Mm. And um, I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Juliet. This is so exciting because you do the work. Yeah. Walk the walk. And that is my kind of people. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to jump right in and just the whole point of this series is to get to know the people behind the people. And you you show up in this way on your social media platforms anyway. But just to dig into it a little bit more, like just tell me what you're willing to share about your journey with mental health. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, and you know, what I'm so grateful for is I share the testimony often. But when we discuss mental health, I'm not going to lie to you, Juliet. Early on in my life, it was it was it was frayed. Like I felt like because I had a lot of experiences early on that really affected my mental health. So um, I come from a domestic violence household. Mom and pops used to fight. Um, my mom actually left my dad because she was like, I don't want my girls to think that this is normal. I don't want my girls to think that this is natural in the least bit. And even aside from that version of my testimony, I mean, I've seen a lot. I've slept in shelters uh, and that comes with the culture. I've experienced a lot. And what I didn't know, Julia, is a lot of these experiences what they do is it kind of begins to batter the brain, right? Mm -hmm. So you're living through all these things. And while you're in a lot of those things, you're trying to survive. So like, I guess the brain's protection mechanism is to uh, offer escapism. So that was a thing for me when I was young, like daydreaming and drawing and just like trying to get out of the physical prisons I was in a lot, all the way to like now growing up and being in a place in adulthood where it's like, wait a minute, why did I snap? at that one particular thing? Or why did that affect me so negatively? Why did that bring me so down in the dumps? And the older I got, the more I accepted that, wait a minute, a lot of those experiences that I was blessed to survive and thrive from, there's still like mental health implications with it. So my journey is literally at 28, still healing and not afraid to say it. And I love it here because like, everybody's like, man, how do you stay positive? Because I'm honest about my process. I'm honest about my healing. And that's why it's easy for me to share the dark times with y'all because to me, it helps me heal. So mental health journey, healing, doing all the things to make sure that I stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Some days are better than others, but taking my time with it. And I love it here. And it's a journey, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's ongoing. We don't just, we don't reach healing and just coast. No, it is ongoing. We're constantly learning. Yes. Yeah. 
And uh, I had to accept that. You know what's crazy to me, Juliet? I used to I used to see that as uh, embarrassing, right? Mm. So it's like, you're doing all these awesome things, but like your mental health, you know, or things like speaking to a therapist, things like uh, taking right. prayer, fasting, meditating, yoga, all the things. And that used to be embarrassing to me. And so I was like, wait a minute, but I like how I feel. So if you want to stay over there with all your stuff, your right. baggage. I'm emptying mine. So right, yeah. and that's the whole point of this. The yeah. stigma. It's like people like you and me now, because we we've done the work and we're doing the work. We're like, I don't get it. Why aren't you all on board? Let's all right. do this. Yes, but it's hard because it's hard work. It is, and especially when you're your adult self and you're looking back at that younger self. Yeah, mm-hmm. and really having to acknowledge yes. all of the hurt and the pain and the just the survival techniques. To your point. Literally, literally. Yeah. So Do you ever? Every day is different, sis. I'm like. <laughs> that's, that's right. Do you feel the pressure to show up positively, though? Like, you know, because that is kind of, I mean, that is your essence. But yes. some days you give yourself permission to just, I'm not going to do it. Oh, absolutely, my sweet sister. Like, there's some days I'm like, y'all ain't going to get no live off me. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm like, y'all going to get this tweet. Y'all going to get the outfit of the day. We're going to figure something out because. I believe that's also a part of my healing. And what keeps me positive is knowing, okay, you need to know and allow your your brain, your body, all the things to ebb and flow. Listen, yes, I'm on 100 every day, but how I stay on 100 is allowing those days to be at a 50 and a 60. And again, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Now, between you and I, and this is like an exclusive, um, I used to to bother me. I'm like, man, no, I got to show up IG live positive every day. And then one day I was like bawling before a live. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> Juliet, what? Like, this isn't authentic. <laughs> this don't even feel right. So I told myself, you know what? We're going to allow ourselves to feel 50, 60, 70, 80, because all of that eventually uh, adds to the 100. And so, listen, I know when to be offline and I'll yep. get off quick, sis. <laughs> Good. Yes. Well, because that's the human experience. I'm going to show up as I am today. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to nope. fake it. I'm not going to front. Yeah. That's it. Not going to force it. That's literally like a motto of mine. One, mm. one of my many mantras is not going to force it. If it don't, it won't. Yes. Yeah. So what, what, what were you afraid of as a kid? Yes. Oh yeah. That's so good. Things I were afraid of growing up was honestly, I didn't even know it had a, a, a term, but this essence of a uh, survivor's remorse, mm-hmm. taking it out. And you know, when doors begin to open, a lot of times you got to walk through it by yourself. And there's so many it's so layered for me. So like I'm the oldest of five child of a single mom. And, you know, a lot of those experiences kind of made me like second mommy because, you Mm -hmm. know, I was the oldest sister. And then like I was holding and was holding me up and I was helping mom. And so one of the things really I had to overcome still sometimes is survivor's remorse. Like sometimes you got to walk through the door by yourself and then bring your family with you and don't feel bad about it. Um, But when you've gone through things that I have gone through and it's like, I want to take all my family and my mom with me, you know, you, it gets better. But I'm so grateful that I have people around me where I can talk those things out. And it's like, there's no reason to be remorseful. Everybody makes it out as long as you do your healing process. But that's definitely one of the things for me. Um, sure. I- yes. Well, and God, what a what a force your mom must be. I love her so much, Juliet. Oh, is gracious. Man, I can't wait for y'all to meet. But yes, mommy is. Yes. And I just think so much about if I feel this way in my mental health and in my healing, well, what is she feeling? Mm. You know, like this woman has has felt the brunt of not only physical pain in many instances, but also like emotional trauma. 
mm-hmm. you know, her dad. And, and so it's one of those things where like, at least I can speak to you and say, look, I feel good. I feel free. And my mom is even that haven for those emotions. But sometimes I'm like, who's that for my mama? You know, that's right. That's right. While she's raising these five children. Yes. Yes. Uh, so shout out to that queen, because that's, that's amazing. Uh, uh, when you reflect uh, on your life, or maybe you knew it when it was happening too, is there a, a turning point for you that you can identify? Yes. The turning point for me was when one day I was in the shelter and I was skipping a lot of days of school to just help mom. Right. So like it was getting to a point we were getting like truancy letters, whatever, but we was in the shelter this one particular day, skip school again. Mm-hmm. And I was looking out of the window and I was like, wait, this life isn't apart from me. Success isn't apart from me. Healing isn't apart from me. I could literally have all the things I daydream about. And that's what kept me alive, Juliet. Mm. Mm. You know, and I wish more people, especially like super duper positive people such as I, you know, self-deemed little Miss Positive. I wish more people discuss this is, you know, there was a time where I was like, I don't think this life is for me. If I die, will people miss me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I just choose to like end it all in this day, like mm-hmm. what does that look like? You know, how will my brothers go on, my sister go on? But what kept me alive was really daydreaming, but realizing it's not a daydream. This isn't a part for me. It's a part of me. So why can't I have the life I'm envisioning? Mm. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to go and get this healing. I'm going to go get this peace. And then I'm going to go get this peace of mind because that's how it all starts. Now, of course, it was an uphill, not a battle. It was an uphill climb. There you go. For me, that was the turning point for sure. I was like, I don't have to daydream this. I could live it out loud. I love that. It's it's deeper. Well, and. I mean, I think everyone's biggest fear ultimately comes down to, do I matter? I mean, am I, am I going to leave a mark on this world? Right. Do I matter? Ooh, but when you, that almost made me emotional, but Mm. yes, Mm. (laughs) because it really is like remembering that you're here and you exist for a reason. But when things get crazy, it's like, Who's going to remind me of that? You right. know what I'm saying? So, right. Well, and when you're going through trials and tribulations, and like you said, you see, you know what these things are that you want and you see it out there. But I love that you believed you could get that and you could yeah. get there. Yeah. But you had things stacked against you, right? I mean, you had, I mean, we're talking is, I mean, all sorts of layers and intersections of all the things, right? Yeah. So just, I mean, speak to that too. When you mentioned earlier, culturally too, just the intersection of race and all of this as well. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. My sis. And I'm glad that you brought this up. And again, I didn't know there were so many terms for why my brain was doing what it was doing, why I felt the way I felt. I didn't know. And what, a lot of times in the black and brown community, so I'm Afro-Latina. And what I notice is we really lean heavily on religion in a lot of those spaces, right? So it's this essence of pray it away, fast it away. And all the things are my favorite. I, I do all the things too, pray fast meditation. But I also believe that God will bless you with people who know how to help you with the, the brain part. God will bless you with people who know like, okay, this connects to this and this is why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I really first started speaking to a therapist, I remember telling my mom and it was like, okay, you know, it was like, mm, you're putting our business out there. Right? <laughs> Julia, it was so weird. It was like, whoa, what do y'all talk about it? Like, how deep do you go? And I was like, you know, but it started for me in college and I actually kept it a secret from my mom for mm-hmm. a little bit because I was like, I don't want her to think I'm crazy or, you know, so I, I feel like 
speaking to uh, particularly my black and brown brothers and sisters, listen, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I think if anything, the worst thing you can do is keep yourself from that peace. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely there is that 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 intersection there with race and healing. Uh-huh. Also throwing a little bit of religion and using religion as a way to kind of bandaid it all. And I think that it is absolute. Let's normalize more conversations like this. And I'm having with you, Julia, and therapy, man. There's nothing That's right. Not embarrassing about it. I mean, look how I look. I feel great. My stomach's on flat, flat. That's therapy. That's therapy. That's right. <laughs> well, and I always say, I mean, we want the tools in the toolbox, right? Prayer yes. is a, a beautiful coping skill. Okay. Yes. And that's just what it is. And you pull in all of these different tools and skills and, and, and that's what therapy can give you. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's, it's, I love that point of like, well, well, God created, you know, medicine, therapists, like yeah. <laughs> all the things, all the good things. Like, why would you not tap in? It's mm-hmm. offering options. And I love that you use toolbox because it's options. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, mm-hmm. you use a hammer, the same thing that you use a, a, a screwdriver for. It all has its purpose. Right. So use it in its purpose. Right. But there is that, that, the, the cultural thing of, well, don't put our stuff out there. Ooh. Like, are you putting me on blast? Are you? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so glad you spoke to that heavy sis. even in 2021, it's like, now don't go out here having mm. people, think it, you know, and even when I really started beginning to share my testimony with shelters and domestic violence, all the things, you know, I was actually afraid. I was like, dang, how my dad going to take this? You know, how my mom and them going to take this? Sure. But it's my freedom and I'm responsible for it. So I'm a share. Oh, yes. And that's so much about boundaries too. Like I'm going to do me because this is what I need and not at a, at a, out of a disrespectful place. No, but it's a service. And and that's what you are. You are a servant. To, mm-hmm. I love you. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And a go, uh, 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 something we got to remember too, as servants is, and I said this on a live, we got to remember to make sure our vessel is good. You know, Cause that's another thing that's cultural sis is we go out here and we serve everybody. We go home and it's like, Woo. yeah. And I didn't yeah. want it for my life, Juliet. I didn't yeah. So what do you do to stay right? I mean, I know we talked about therapy. We talked about prayer, fasting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, working out is my jam. Yeah. I mean, I'm quick to punch a bag. I'm oh, I see you out there. Yes. <laughs> Listen, sis, I'm going to do some box jumps. I love I'm going to do some pull ups because it, Again, it was all it's all an outlet for me. And growing up, it was dance for me. So, I, I, you know, I danced. I did ballet, hip hop, liturgical. I mean, I was all up in there. And so okay. the older I got, I hung up the ballet slippers. But I'm like, I still need an outlet. And so even aside from social media, because God has blessed me for that to be my full time job. I said, I need somewhere else. And so for me, it's definitely working out. It's brunching with friends. It's conversations like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not being embarrassed, like letting letting it go, saying what it is. And, you know, letting, letting what be, be. Yes. Doesn't that feel so good? It's the authenticity. Yeah. I mean, I think you, yeah. people like you and I, we thrive on that. I love it. I love it yes. So yeah. yeah. It's so invigorating. It is. Yes. Because there's too much of the superficial out there anyway. So when yes. you can find your people and you can go there, that is so refreshing. I tell you, it's good. And that's why, like, even feeling the vibes from you off an authentic conversation. That's why I, I treat it as seriously as I do. Cause it's like, listen, there's a lot of people walking around here with masks on no COVID. That's right. That's right. It's that's like, right. Double mask. Like, yeah. Right. It's like, listen, this, this is a spiritual thing. It's an emotional thing. It's all the things. And when we be honest about where we are in our journey and have safe spaces, like with you on this podcast, 
that's what makes the healing take place a little faster. So as I, I said, that. I'm just so grateful. Thank you for providing the space. I Thank believe you. that I'm just so grateful for you to be here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So do you, I mean, any other things that come up for you with the social media piece around like uh, imposter syndrome or, oh, okay. Girl. girl. Yes. Mm. You know, honestly, can we talk real, Julia? We're going to talk real. I feel like personally, and this is 100% Ohavia doctrine, that sometimes social media can play an adverse effect in the progression, the positive progression of mental health. Here's why I say that. Constantly putting us in races we don't belong in, right? Constantly telling us to announce all the things and share all the things. And there's also this heavy imposter syndrome that even when awesome things happen, we put it out, we share it with the world. There's that chatterbox in the brain like, should I have done that? Now it's ruined. But do I deserve all the good things? I know I posted that, but do I really believe that? Mm -hmm. And now there's this conflict between online and offline. And then we want to know why people aren't showing up authentically. Well, we need more conversations like this, right? To say social media is not the end all be all. It's an addition to your life, but don't make it the the God over your life. You know what I'm saying? Like minds are healing and living in how you treat people. Because those things still matter. Um, But absolutely, sis, I would agree with you. Imposter syndrome, heavy social media does that. That's the part of it. I'm like, uh, yeah, (laughs) yes, I know. I know. It's the, it's, I mean, it's so good for so many things. Yes. Yep. And, and it's our human way to be such a a critic of ourselves, compare all of those things. So you got to keep it in check. And I think it's all about knowing that, that self-talk and the narrative that you're listening to. For sure. For sure. You got to be mindful too, about what you put out in the world and make sure it's authentic to who you are. You know, there's nothing worse than waking up every day and you're putting out content that it's like, that ain't even me. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, that's not going to be me, you know? So mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the O show a little bit. Oh, yes, friend. So the O show is my baby. Honestly, it was born from uh, quitting my full time job working in TV news. And what's funny to me is actually that was one of my creative outlets when I worked in the newsroom. So news would stress me. And so I would go and hide in the bathroom, Juliet. <laughs> And do an ocean. Yes, you would from the stall. God, I would literally be in the stall, Juliet. What's up, beautiful people? People are like, where are you? Like, you don't want to know. Why are you always in the bathroom for Oshos? Um, and then it started growing. I started doing it out of my car because I started, I started, it started doing this good thing to me where I was able to share and express and also release. And so that's my baby. Like it was, it was birthed from a place of freedom. And I'm so grateful that this platform has uh, continued to like bring families together, communities together. We're all family. I don't call people followers. I'm not Jesus. We're family, you know? And so I'm so grateful to be connected to the best people and present positive media content that our world needs. And I'm 100% committed to that until I'm, you know, 100 in a casket. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And you do. That's the thing, though, when you, you talk about having a seat at the table. Yeah. You know, you you have created a table and you're bringing people up. Yes. That's my goal. Always. I Julie. love it. We can all eat. And I love I love everybody. I love people so, so much. And I just want us to know, like, listen, your potential is not apart from you. It's in you. It's within. Mm-hmm. And when you choose to tap in, like even if it's 30 minutes, 10 minutes, like just gassing yourself up, loving on yourself, that can change the trajectory of an entire week, a month. Leave that. Right. So yes. that's why yes. I'm reminding them. Yeah. So I know you're a big mantra. I am, too. Like I have so many different mantras that are mostly, you know, I either share with my clients or they're just my own little hype. You know, a little, little pep talk. Yes. yes, you do. But like, I, I mean, my question is, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, this is good. You're responsible 
for your healing. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, even being young and if I would have heard that, I'd have been like, okay, but like older I get, it's like understanding, like, wait a minute, all good things you're responsible for, but especially you're healing. Right. So it's forgiving people that never apologize. It's, um, Mm. it's, it's make you don't not it's, Ooh, it's not weaponizing your success. So not using your success to prove people wrong and show people one day I'm a, mm. no, listen, that that's you for you enjoy and bask in all of the good in that. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for me is like, listen, everything you do, do it for you. And it's all your responsibility. Your success is, your healing is, your come up is, your pull up is, all these things. And don't weaponize it to prove anybody wrong or mm-hmm. um, to, to get back at people because then that's when the, your success becomes theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of life. Mm. Okay. I love it. That's my favorite one, sis. I'll be like, uh, ooh. I love it. And I think that that is so powerful when we can talk to that self though. And we can say, I see you, I see the pain that you went through and I'm going to hold your hand through it Mm. is look at you. Look at what we did. Yes. Ooh, chills. I know. I'm literally like, I wish I was about to show you. I was like, I'm wearing a sweater, but they're here. (laughs) And even that moment, I was like, as a child, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad you brought that up too, sis, is because that's really where it starts. That's right. You know, like as, as children with the experiences that we have, Uh, even the small things like our parents putting us in gymnastics and all these different things. And we learn young and early. I want to be the best. Mm. And we, 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 we learn young and early competition and all these things. And like, it's important for parents to reinforce, like, listen, yours is yours. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do gymnastic dance, listen, if you want, if you don't want to do anything at all, if you want to just do art, it is yours and that's yours to enjoy. And when you share it with the world, it'll be released. Yes. And stay in your lane. And stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Staying in the lane. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you could go anywhere in the world and with anybody to watch mm-hmm. a beautiful sunset, where would you go and with who? Yes. So, you know, I got a boyfriend now. Okay. Um, and I don't know how to act. I'm so excited. I talk about him like for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's it though. You are feeling it. You are feeling it. Um, so for me, like he's been such a blessing to my life. And I mean, he's been such a great addition and all the things sunset definitely with Dennis Reed. That's my boyfriend. I love him. And, um, what place do we go to? Well, he loves anywhere tropical and hot. And so I guess a happy medium because I'm Costa Rican would be Costa Rica. Love it. For sure. Yeah. And then just sunset yeah. to a stargaze. Like that's our thing. We love Beauty. nature. Yes. So. And so he has your back. He's he supports you 100 in all of this for real sis he has my back my front my side i mean this man is i've never never and and that's another part that was a part of my survivor's remorse is am i entitled could i be blessed am i deserving of a healthy relationship considering what i've seen and he's been helping me heal just by loving me not even anything deep that's it i was gonna say can you receive it it sounds like yes your work you can yeah Ooh. I know, right? Yes. Yeah, it's deep. That is deep because that's the healing. You can't, you can go in therapy and you can talk about this stuff, but when yeah. you're living it, it's these lived experiences, what we call corrective experiences, oh, okay. where you learn how to be loved. You learn how to have healthy communication. Mm. You know, it's yeah. it, that, that's what y'all are doing. You're in my business because when I tell you all the things you named were literally a, the process in our relationship and his patients have been a game changer because I'm not going to lie. I was it was a lot. 
<laughs> and it was all me. It wasn't him. It was me. Well, it, but but it goes back to that, like the protection that you yeah. have. Right. And so much of it's subconscious of either. Right. Like, I'm going to push you yeah. away. I'm going to this is too vulnerable. I can't go there. I mean, I don't know what it is for you, but all these things that. Yeah, that, that was that was definitely one of the million. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm gonna give you your space. And I don't give that man space. Let him love on you through it. You know, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, he shows up. Mm. Every Shout time. out to Dennis. Yes. Love, love you, babe. Got it. Uh, I know. <laughs> I love it. And I love that for you. And I can feel that just like, yeah, because you're doing you and there's that independence we have in yes. a relationship that's so important too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the coming together anyway. So we're all in it together, sister. We are. Mm. It's and it's so good. I lo- I'm happy to be here. Like, yeah, like yeah, I can tell you like, you know, you hear people talking about squeezing everything they can out of this one precious life. Like you're yeah. doing it. You're doing it. So thank you for letting us walk with you in that. Always. Because it's and inspiring. Thank you. For real. Thank you. Because you could have you could have followed, loved on anybody else. I feel spoiled. So thank you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. That's we, we can go back and forth. Let's have a love fest. Oh, okay. we're just getting started, me. people. Oh, <laughs> Octavia, thank you. Um, anything else you want to add just as a mental health wrap up? Oh, yes. Listen, uh, mental health matters. Um, therapists matter listen I, you, I don't know if you could tip therapists but love on them buy them coffee do things don't don't say their names but shout them out because let me tell you they really run the world i mean shout out to all the therapists and the people who listen to us on chairs and couches and now i know you know la rona has made it weird so like on zooms and things listen shout out to all those beautiful people because they're really the ones who help us not only in our healing but progression with life, right? So mm. shout out to all the therapists. You guys are amazing. Thank you for what you do. And it was all the therapists in my life who helped me to be this happy, beautiful soul. Mm. So I'm a huge advocate. Listen, I love that. And I, I you know what you're talking about with Corona. I mean, I, I feel like we are frontline workers. You, you I mean, mean, y'all are. I know. I mean, it's like we held that trauma, y'all's trauma while we were going through it too. That's the first time that's ever happened. We don't have training for that, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you. And the other thing about what you just said to all the therapists, because you sometimes can find that therapist where you, you have that long-term relationship and that's great. And sometimes there are different therapists for different needs, different yeah. seasons of life. And so I always say, like, just trust the process. Yeah. You never know what this one is going to give you. You might have aha moments with one. Yes. You might not. But there's always like building blocks. Yes. And it's all leading to something. So I, I like that you, you, you acknowledge that, that there are multiple, but that's OK. That's what you needed. Listen, so thank you, Juliet, and all the Juliets around the world, because guess what? Y'all help me get here. Okay. Mm, <laughs> okay. Mm, y'all, it's the y'alls. It's mm, the pastors, it's the Juliets, it's the therapists, it's the people who talk me through yoga. Thank right. Y'all. Right. Oh, you're amazing. I can't wait to do this life with you. What's up? Yeah, you're stuck with me. Love you. I know. <laughs> Love you too. Okay, y'all, I could have talked to her forever. Uh, so, one thing I want to highlight that she talked a fair amount about her survivor's remorse. And survivor's guilt, it tends to go with PTSD. And it's when someone feels guilty because they survived or had a different experience of a traumatic event than someone else involved might have had. And so, someone can feel you know, guilt around remaining safe and sound while others suffered in a different way. They may feel guilt over what they quote unquote should have done or that they didn't do enough in a certain situation. 
And so it's really important to understand that this can come with a lot of confusing feelings, a lot of, uh, especially if you're a kid, a lot of self-blame, a lot of isolation or avoidance, things like that. So there is definitely trauma work that can be done to provide healing. And there are some strategies specifically around survivor's guilt. So being able to, to ask yourself and really know who is truly responsible for the event, who was actually to blame. Reminding yourself that your experience of it is unique, no matter what, just like everyone else who's in the situation there, you know, grief looks different for everybody. Healing looks different for everybody. So however you are handling certain loss or other feelings that are associated with what happened is yours individually and it's okay. And I am telling you, like I always talk about this, but how holding multiple emotions at the same time, giving yourself that permission is so important. So you may feel certain guilt or regret or sadness or whatever it might be. You can hold that along with hope and optimism and and that's how healing can happen is giving yourself that room to know that all of the emotions fit and that you've got to practice some self-care around this, right? So if you have endured something like this, you want to find a way to honor yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so, you know, she and I talk about that a lot about her growth and healing and that journey is just that. It's hers. And that's okay. And so again, some of that is about setting those boundaries that you need to figure out what you need to make that happen for you and not feel bad about that. That's okay. The other thing I love that she wanted to make sure we caught y'all was find your piece of peace. So what does that look like for you today? How can you grab a little slice of peace for yourself each and every day? I like that. Ask yourself, go find that peace, y'all, because you deserve it. And then go find those people out there that are going to help you find that peace and that get it on that same wavelength with you. Okay? Go out into this world and share and serve, y'all. And thank you so much for joining us. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy. 